0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is your host Jim Ventura. Thanks for uh, joining us today. If it's your first time tuning into the show, uh, I am uh, again. I'm Jim Ventura, and I am a. I call myself a navigational consultant. My skills are in astrology and numerology, and All kinds of different oracles. I am an author and a uh, counselor and uh, and obviously a radio show host. (laughs) Uh, My column is a monthly column called Snake Oil, and there is a purpose to our tongue-in-cheek comment here uh, in that sense, although the show's focus is on really looking at alternative forms of healing and thought and philosophy – And that is our primary focus. Uh, We've got an hour show today, and um, I always remind my my listeners, if you you come in halfway, a part of the way, and you missed uh, any of the show, the shows are all archived here on Blog Talk Radio, so you're welcome at any point to go back over and to listen to any of the uh, previous shows or any parts that you may have missed. Um, this is the second Thursday, we broadcast every Thursday at uh, 3.30 in uh, Phoenix time, and so this is our second Thursday show, and this is uh, when I do my interview show, so I uh, I have a, a very interesting guest today that we're going to talk to, I'm going to interview uh, for a little bit with her, and then um, I will open up the phone lines and uh, give you guys the opportunity ...to ask any questions or um, if you'd like to talk to her directly. So I would love to introduce my guest today, too. Her name is uh, Giovanna Kennedy, and I am going to hopefully not have uh, massacred her name and got that right. Is that correct?
1: (laughs) That is perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to be careful about that. I I always have a tendency to remember... um, You know, it's even funny when I meet people. I'll often remember their astrological sign or something else about them than even necessarily their name which is kind of funny anyway, and I also tend to massacre words, um, which is probably just a little bit of stupidity and, and a hint of sarcasm that exists within the core of my being, I think, as well, too. So anyway, so uh, thanks for being here. Um, I'd like you, you know, first off, I'm I'm, I'm really going to kind of give the stage to you, uh, so to speak, the microphone to you for a couple of minutes. I'd really like you to kind of explain to uh, the listeners a bit about what you do, so...
1: Okay, um, I, I think I'll say a little bit about how I how I came to. Um be attracted to this path. I uh, my my own spiritual journey began when I was about five years old, and um, I w- became in contact with death at that age. My father died, and um, it 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 drew me into a, a very deep inquiry with the source of life. Of course, I didn't have the language to talk about it. But when you when a child encounters death like that, especially a spiritually um a spirit, a child who's destined to be on a spiritual path there's something that's very um very riveting about that experience so when you encounter death you kind of you're kind of become very interested in the flip side life and what is it that that animates life and um and and what i late, learned later was that what animates life is eros and um I went through a long journey to uh, to finally find my way in the um, the energy field of an Indian tantric master who talked every day about the repression and distortion around sexuality and relationship and how that's playing out in our culture. And, um, golly, I'm making a very long story very short here, but that's that's uh, right. Say when I hit the highlights of uh, of this, um, and and I I just got immersed in his what's called a Buddha field and uh, and began learning from him on a daily basis while my my own life was moving through um, many different aspects of of the cultural distortion around contacting eros or around our sexuality, and so. Um, when that phase kind of uh uh shifted into another phase and i i uh, was Thrown back into the world to kind of to, to kind of express what I had learned through my work, I became a healer. It just it just evolved, and the people that were coming to me seemed to understand that my deepest work or their deepest um, uh, ability to use what I had learned was in the area of sexuality and, and relationship. And so, um, I've been doing this work for eighteen years now. And the the clients that I've seen have really taught me and reinforced everything the guru was talking about. And and I see it on a daily basis, people who are, are really um struggling with aspects of sexuality and, and there there's such a so much mystery around sexuality and if you think about it our culture really hasn't had very much to educate them about it. There's pornography, there's Hollywood, there's your parents and your peers, none of whom had any kind of really decent information about how to navigate the territory of of sexuality and intimacy. And so um, I do a form of body work that I call tantric healing touch. And to some people it might, you know, it probably on the surface, Looks like massage, but it's got a much deeper, uh, much deeper purpose. Um, It really puts people in touch with uh, the deeper layers of themselves and helps them contact their own their own eros, whatever that is for them.
0: Absolutely. Um, I I I don't want to cut you off. I want you to finish.
1: uh, I I, need to get there. What's that? I needed to take a breath there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you needed a breath. You know, and it's interesting. I, I want to I wanna let you finish, but I, I think you, you brought up a very, very, you know, uh, interesting point here about the idea of error. Um, error. And, and, and error, right.
1: No, no, no. Like, I was saying E-R-O-S, eros. The arrow. Eros. No, E-R-O-S.
0: Oh, E-R-O-S. Ah, interesting. You yeah. know what? That, that's Okay, now I know what that means in that sense. But let me—I have to bring this up because this is kind of what I heard. When I heard you say "eros," um, what 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 I heard was "error,"
1: oh, and okay.
0: yeah. I, and which is interesting to me. Only, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this point for for a minute because I think it, a lot of people do have um, beliefs and limitations and fears and issues about how they express their sexuality, in that sense which could be perceived as as doing it "quote unquote" wrong yeah well that's that. exactly
1: what i yes exactly what i dis, what i address in my work are the distortions that that have been layered on uh human beings as a result of religious repression social repression um just uh you know things that have been handed down uh from generation to generation um the the tantric the ancient tantric culture um which which is uh, i've heard different reports of when tantra began but but the oldest that i've heard is about 20,000 years ago and these people lived in a much more enlightened uh, relationship to their sexuality than we do now and um they 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 included sexuality it wasn't it wasn't um like a distorted focus it was the sexuality was a natural way for them to contact to make their connection with source energy and that's a very earth-based kind of perspective on sexuality um then around the fourth or fifth century a.d the um a patriarchal dominant influence took took over and we began a a very big shift And sexuality um actually the the short the short form of this is mary magdalene became a whore sex became a sin and we've been struggling under under various um Oh, uh, various mythologies of oppression and repression. And oppression and repression create distortion and perversion. So right. so yes, the error that you're that you're speaking of is is really an error of not having a natural flow of energy, of source energy running through us because it's gotten twisted and distorted.
0: Right. Uh, throughout yeah. history,
1: you know, and that, that that actually lives, you know, if you believe that we as human beings are connected to everything that's ever happened. And being an astrologer, I know that you do because you see everything so multidimensionally, that we're really all all connected and we're connected to our history. There's no way that we can kind of pluck ourselves out of that history because it lives in the cells of our bodies.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, you're bringing up some some very interesting interesting points, and I'm I'm very happy to be talking about this today. I have a, a couple of callers here. I'm gonna uh, get to you guys in just about ten minutes. I just want to talk a little more and have Javina talk a little bit more about what
2: Savannah. she does. And you
0: just did magic I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say that it's some reason, people. Uh, I do stuff like this, and then and people still like me. I guess it's consider. I I consider that a gift because I am a pain in the ass. Uh, and uh, but I will. I'll, I but uh, but again, very interesting because I think that there there's such a tremendous amount of of repressed and 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 confused energy around the expression of of sexual energy, and and absolutely, I'm in complete agreement with you. It, it's so multifaceted mm-hmm. in the way that it is it is viewed um not even the way that it's viewed the way that it really really operates and and, and what it necessarily is so you know it's great to hear someone working at, at 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 the the prospect of clearing that up for people because there are there's so many messages that that we get about inappropriateness in terms of of the expression of, of our our sexual energy and even you know our male and female energy
1: right right
0: so um you know I know I I can always say I kind of call it the old soul syndrome I was raised with very, very, um, kind of intense uh, Catholicism from from my mother, and I, I had a, a good childhood. Absolutely, don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of, you know, guilt and certain dynamics, and there was a lot of shame around any form of of sexual expression at all. but uh, well, most of
1: extent. us did. Most of us were subjected yeah. to that, yeah, in one way or mm-hmm. another,
0: in one form, of, absolutely. The one thing I can say for myself, though, is like I and I, I, I kind of call it the old soul syndrome, is as screwed up as the um, as the situation was with my upbringing. Like I never had any, I never got the idea that there was a. I don't want to say there was a difference between men and women, men and women, but that there was a, a hierarchy. I always thought that you know women had certain talents and abilities and skills, and then men did, and then mostly they really inter intertwined. In many ways, in that sense. So I, I never, I, I absolutely love hearing about that sort of what is it, the patriarchal type of of dominance that was so such an influence. But I never got that in that sense. Although I certainly observed its effect. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna let I mean, you go go back to not talking. We cannot, in that. our culture,
1: observe that. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, okay, so, we'll, so let's talk a little bit uh, more about this and and what your Uh, You know, and and kind of a little bit more about the work that you do uh, when when you assist people this way.
1: Well, it's it's nice that you say that, and it's nice that this call is happening today because since yesterday. I have had two clients have energetic breakthroughs. And it's been, you know, one of them has been working on himself for a long time with other people and and started, he's from Vancouver, and he started to see me a number of months ago and then went back to Vancouver and came back and just did my, is is in the process of doing my 10-hour series this week. And we did session number three yesterday and he's a man who's been on the planet for over 60 years so so um you know this is not a, a child here by any stretch and, and right. um he uh he uh, when he started unfolding what he was up to and what he thought he needed he said i feel numb and i i can't connect with my sexuality is just a very genital genital feeling and i can't bring it through my whole body. Well yesterday he he left here yesterday around five o'clock saying he felt more alive than he can ever remember feeling. Now if that doesn't make my day and make it worthwhile, that, that, that's kind of a And then I had another one. Somebody, you know, somebody that I've seen a number of times, and then, you know, put it all on the back burner. wasn't ready to go deeper. And and this guy was actually um, kind of addicted to going to providers, not prostitutes, but um, but but um massage parlors people where it right. was you know really all all about the sex but not really about processing the deeper layers of his consciousness as they were affecting his sexual energy and this is a guy who's young looking in his like early 40s on one of these drugs, Viagra or Cialis or whatever the heck it is, having incredible trouble having, uh, a de- uh, you know, a sex life with his wife, having incredible right. trouble having, you know, erections. And today I was working on him, and he said, you know, he got in touch with this energetic blockage in his pelvis. And we're not talking about, you know, directly his genitals. We're talking about kind of below the belly button and all around and he wanted a he, we almost he almost wanted to abort the session and I just you know kind of stayed present with him, and he went into it, and he you know he just said, "Oh, this has been with me a long time like like you could tell this had been with him since he was a little boy, and right. I just started holding the space for him, and that's one of the things that I do is hold the space for people layers deeper layers to come up for clearing and when he st- when that started breaking up. His whole energy flooded his body. You could see him more alive, and he he. Uh, the second day in a row, he walked out of here bouncing on a cloud, saying, "I haven't felt this good in years." So this is <laughs> this is a remarkable two days. It doesn't always work like this, but yeah, it you know, it's been. Uh, and I think that people are getting more ready. You know, they're they're understanding consciousness a little bit more. They're understanding how consciousness can be held as blockages in the body that's preventing them from from feeling good, you know? Uh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that there, there's so much blocked up energy um, in in this area uh, for, for so many people, no matter yeah. what their, their yeah. sexual orientation is, no matter, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I occasionally I run across people that, that seem to be clear of of these type of blocks. But more often than not I don't. I think that's so many
1: I call it it a cultural epidemic. And and because I try to
0: discharge
1: for my clients the idea that there's anything wrong with them you know, we do have these issues that we're you know that we can work with, but when people see it in a larger context and they realize that, you know, I mean, if you saw if you knew the the number of sexless marriages that are out there, it would just blow your mind. You know, yeah. and, I mean, it's just really. It's unbelievable, and and you know people create a um, a partnership with another human being to be able to have a sanctuary where they can really enjoy their body, where they can let loose, where they can be playful, where they can be erotic if if they want to be, and and yet very few people have cultivated the kind of relationship where they can where they can have that.
0: Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I think that, that you, you bring up a, a really powerful and, and very, val- very very valid point because there's so many people that I think are driven to the idea that they have to get married as a form of fulfillment, but I, I'm in complete uh, agreement that there is a, uh, you know, th- there are so many sexless and even really tremendously lacking in intimacy, not, we're not even just talking about sex, but marriages, yeah. People are, are really lacking in, in true intimacy with each other. I yep. I think a lot of times, I, you know, my joke is I say I run across a lot of people that that um, might love each other, but they don't like each other.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? That type yeah, of thing. Yeah, sure. So I think it's incredibly common.
1: Well, well the the territory of intimacy is something that has to be cultivated and I think in our culture there really hasn't been much education about that. So people think it's just going to happen, you know. And they get together with somebody and they might like the way they look and they like the way they smell and they they do the right thing for the li- living and they drive the right car. So they say, "Oh, okay, maybe we're supposed to get married." You know, and mm-hmm. they don't realize that that there's a much uh deeper Uh, territory playing itself out and and that people really need to uh, cultivate uh, an intimacy to find out who each other is and how each other is changing day to day and to really um, reestablish on a daily basis that Closeness, and very few po- few people have any kind of ritual or practice, even a fifteen-minute, you know, coming together and breathing together practice, where where you really let go of all the defenses and say, you know, I'm I'm in this partnership because I'm here for you. You know, very few people do anything like that, and so they, you know, it's natural that they would grow apart and and have very little intimacy
0: absolutely and, and, and right with the with the with the restrictions on on even discussing this yeah. in, in so many families and in, in many religious situations, not all religious situations, obviously some are certainly more open to this type of functionality, but it, we can face with that a lot, don't families and schools and things of that nature, it becomes such a taboo. Uh, subject in that sense, um, I have to relay this to you. Um, that there's a, a gentleman in the in the chat room, Tarot One, who says that marriage can ruin intimacy for many. <laughs> so I thought I would I thought I would share this I don't think you're getting the, I don't think you're in the in the chat well, room. So I'm gonna and it doesn't something.
1: have to. It can yes, it can of course. Right, but it, it's really people don't know what to do with it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not
1: marriage itself. And and yes, you know, I mean right. that, that's such a huge subject, and and uh, you know, but but uh, marriage marriage can be a high spiritual sadna, or it can right. be a prison, and and you know everybody gets to make of it what they will.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, right. We, we couldn't lump it into one specific category. Some uh, some marriages work very well. I mean, my my parents were were married in together into their uh, for fifty uh, for fifty. About two years before my dad passed, mm-hmm. and um, I can tell you in all sincerity, it, it was a pretty functional marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, in in comparison to what I had seen around me, uh, my my mother and father always prioritized each other over us. Wow. In a way that was really, I, as a child, I've mentioned this on a few past shows. So a child used to piss me off, but as uh-huh. an, when I when I got a little older, I re- recognized how wise it was. You could say to mom, I want blah, 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 and she'd say no, and then if you went to dad and said, dad, you know, I want blah, 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 he'd say, well, what did your mother say, <laughs> and they would never, never let anyone come between them and wow. that sense, and that what? was, I, I, to me, I, I think that's true love, and yeah. an intimacy, mm-hmm. Solidarity deep they were very honey, protective yeah. of each other.
1: Oh wow! How beautiful. You know,
0: so uh, it it exists. I, I saw yes. it firsthand, but then by and large, the majority of other marriages and things I saw, uh, not so great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw yeah. some really weird kind of things on the way. Certainly, as a counselor, I've run across all kinds of of different yeah. dynamics that way. Um I want to hear a little bit. I want to hear a little bit more about about what the work that you do in a session. Before I, I get to that, I think I'm going to take this caller because this person has been very very patient. Uh, so we'll, we'll take this call for just five minutes or so, and then we'll, we'll get back into getting a little, little more detail about the work that you do, okay? Okay, sure. All right, let's see what we get here. Okay, 503. Oh, no, I didn't get it yet. Let me try that again. There we go. Oh, somebody, somebody is not holding. Uh, okay, 503, you're
2: on the air. Hi.
0: Hello.
2: Um. Yeah, it's very interesting the conversation you guys are having today. Um
0: awesome. what's your name?
2: I just my name is Lori. Hi Lori. Hi Lori. Hi. Hi. Um so I just called to see about getting a reading done.
0: Okay. You're you're if if you if if uh Giovanna wants to uh entune anything she can pick up from you, that's absolutely fine. Other than that it, it's an interview show so I, I, I actually don't do uh, I don't do the the mini readings when I do an interview show, but uh, okay, uh, you're welcome to ask her a question.
2: Um, okay, yeah, so I guess if you could tune to anything that's going on with me in my relationship world, um, I'm
1: not I'm not um, a psychic, and I mean I am psychic with my clients. But I don't um, kind of divine for people. If you tell me a little bit about, it, I can give you some feedback. But um, I don't kind of pull things out of the air about about people like that. That's not my work.
0: Okay. Right. So, yeah, Lori, why don't you give her a little bit of feedback? You know, and that way she can see what she can pick up from it. That way.
2: Okay. Well, um, I I was divorced about two and a half years ago. And since then, I've had this long distance off and on again relationship um with a man who just recently moved to Australia, and I live in the states so um and I've also been trying to date um i guess um i I've been trying to kind of move past this person who's moved away. Um, and date, but I find it hard to be focused here.
1: So you're telling me that part of your energy has gone to
2: Australia? I guess, or is still mm-hmm. with this person, and okay. I, you know, I still have feelings for. Are you know, in communication? We, is there communication?
1: Yeah, are you are you yes. communicating with each other?
2: Yes, we do still communicate with each other. And
1: have you talked mutually about where you see the relationship
2: heading? Um, we kind of, like, inch towards that. Um, but we haven't – I mean, we have in the past, and that's why we broke up, because obviously he's in Australia, and he decided to leave, and um, I'm here, and- okay um, uh, so
1: I think uh, okay if you um I, I I'd like you to close your eyes for a minute okay. and um imagine his his uh his body his energy and tell me at what level you see his commitment to your relationship. Where, where if it were water filling up his body, where would that water where would that water rise to?
2: I keep getting shoulders.
1: oh, it' go all the way up to his shoulders, okay well, you might ask him when he's coming back.
2: That was the last thing that I asked him. Or if, you know, if he was going to come, if he came back, if he would come back here. Uh-huh. And, um, but he's just recently, he's just recently gone uh-huh. to Australia. So I think he, you know, he wants to spend some time there. Mhm. Uh-huh. I don't know. So I don't know if I should continue to, to date. Um, well, I mean, obviously I don't have any commitments.
0: Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, nobody can answer those kind of, what I do with clients is help them get clear and it's a process where you just really get in touch with what you really want and you you kind of prioritize and see if this uh, if this situation fits that. I I would say given that he's in Australia and you're here, keeping your options open sounds like a reasonable thing to do. Right. Okay. And and exploring you know, um, exploring different different possibilities for yourself which seems like a reasonable thing to do.
2: Right. Okay. I guess that's where I'm at right now, mm. um, and then I did recently meet somebody else, and i've been we've been dating off and on. the communication hasn't been really clear. Do you have any suggestions on what I can do to kind of i guess maybe understand this the relationship better or um
1: well, I think that as you become clearer you become more capable of asking direct questions that get direct answers or or being able to intuit the truth from somebody. So, mm-hmm. so I think that working on yourself is the first place to look. You know, the more clear that you are in what you want and the more... Um, Articulate you become about about being able to express what you want without being demanding, just just a clear expression of this is what I would like or this is what I need or whatever, and then you know you you know see what comes back to you. I, I think that that journey will will help you a lot in. Um, in seeing where you're at with different ones, you know, I, because mm. the, the pattern that you're describing with this new person sounds very similar to the pattern that you just described with the person in Australia. You know, I don't know where he's at, I don't know, you know, I don't know where I'm at, you know, kind of thing. And mm. so it's, it's. Um, I I think the journey for you is in becoming more, more clear with yourself in in terms of what you want and what you need and where you're going and 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 okay. that will will help you you know th- then you'll be more clear about where the other people
2: are. Okay, so just more meditation on it. Meditation
1: is great, yeah, yeah, and and you know, I mean, you can work with a a, a coach or a counselor or or something like that if that's an option for you um uh, and and tune into your body you know the, your body gives you a lot of answers and and people aren't usually that familiar with tuning into your body but we you know ask your body for answers ask your stomach ask your gut ask you know um just just um ask your body for the answer, you know, what, what am I feeling about this person? What am I feeling about this situation? And, I mean, my body talks to me all the time.
2: Right. Can't get I get it to that, up, too. You know? I get that energy, but then it's hard to tell sometimes, like, for me, if I get that strong, like, if stomach feeling is that me being nervous about something or is that a caution mhm um, mhm it
1: you, you know the the heading that all of this comes under is self awareness mm-hmm. and um you know being able to interpret these these signals more accurately and it's a journey you know nobody can nobody can hand that to you it's it's a a journey of self awareness and meditation is a great great place to start you know okay, even movement meditation or yoga. These these things will help you be more, you know, help refine your um, your relationship with your body and what your body's trying to tell you.
0: Okay. All
1: yeah, right. I
0: that that's some. I I think yeah. She she's really that, that's some 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 good advice to understand. I want to throw this in too because I think this might be of help to you, Lori. Um, you know uh-huh. we a lot of times we think we're supposed to know all the answers to um to to how everything is going to go in that sense also you know one of the things I always tell people is in the fifth house in astrology, we call that the house of romance and risk taking, and I uh-huh. personally think that romance and relationships, really for the most part is a constant risk in that sense. Um, I, I people look for a stability and a security in that sense, but the truth is there's a constant risk. Cause, I mean, you could marry someone and and, and and finally feel safe, and, you know, this sounds really horrible, and then they can get hit by a bus next Tuesday. then you So you're not ever really truly safe. That doesn't mean you shouldn't run the risk. So it sounds like to me um, what you're going through is there really absolutely is a need to check some other things out, but you can do that without guilt um, because, you know, you haven't – your heart is really – in many ways, with this particular individual, and there's very likely even to be some type of future down the line of, of resolution with this individual. but then we get into the in the meantime, and in the meantime, you know it, it, its it 's perfectly appropriate appropriate to to meet and to date and to take some breathers from it and to meditate and figure out where you want to go and and what you 're learning along the way and absolutely and uh, and, and Giovanna gave excellent advice about. You know, really, if you think about it you're getting a mirror thing because you're unsure, so of course you're going to run across some some unsure energy in another partner now too, so there really okay. can be some real value in getting yourself in a more um clear place and I think it it really is is even looking at laying out really and thinking about what you want in relationship, what you're willing to. To, to put out there, to have it, and, and you know, maybe looking at the script that you want to write in terms of what you're willing to receive for yourself. And I think, Giovanni, uh, you'd probably agree with me on this, too. I think a lot of times the difficulty that we, we encounter with relationships and intimacy is also our willingness and our comfort with whether we're able to receive it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. You know. So, you, you're, it's it's okay to be. I'm just saying for you, it's okay to be in this confused spot for a little bit. <laughs> Work your way out of the confusion, but you don't have to necessarily have a, a a total answer yet. And you're not cheating on someone when you're not really necessarily technically fully together at the time.
2: Right? No, I don't. You know don't. what I mean?
0: You're, you're allowed, guess, and maybe that's the maybe that's the road that you take that that does lead you back to each other in that sense. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but the willingness to kind of walk the road, I think, is, is what the key is here. Okay.
2: Okay? All right. Well, thank you very much. All right.
0: You're thank well. you for calling in. We we appreciate you sharing your your your, your stuff. Yeah, thank <laughs> okay. you.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I'll
0: continue right. to a, listen. Thank you. Bye. All
2: right. Have a great
1: day. Good luck to you, Lori.
0: Okay. So, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, this is... I think this is a reflection back on 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 the work that you do and how necessary it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's yeah. talk a little yeah. bit more about what you do w- when you work with people, primarily.
1: Well, I, I guess it, it, it's uh, the Western mind likes to think about doing a lot, and uh, the Eastern mind is is more rooted in being. And uh is an Eastern path, so so. Um, I I create a very big space to be with people uh and be with their issues and be with their body and help them understand those things in the context of of our culture and um you know it's 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 more about how I be how I be with each person and how I um help them transmute what it is that's that's going on for them and sometimes it takes a, a while. Uh I I uh you know like I said this uh the person that I'm working with from Vancouver has been seeing me uh he began seeing me sometime in February, I think it was, and then went back to Vancouver, and now he's back again. And this other man who had a breakthrough this morning has probably been seeing me for six months on and off. So, um, I, you know, I, I sometimes um, teach them movement meditation, uh, which is a way to move energy through their physical body. Um, I sometimes do a form of body work with them that is designed to help people get in touch with where the energetic blockages live in their body. Um, it's, it, it can be different for, for different people. One of the things that um, I, I do with people when I'm working with them in a series of sessions is um, I show them some uh, video uh, videos of tantric couples who are talking about and demonstrating what their tantric intimacy looks like. And most of the time people say, oh, I had no idea it was supposed to be like that or it could be like that. And, you know, that's largely because there's very little um, information in our culture, uh, and especially visual information. You know, where do people get their visual information about sexuality? They get it from television or from pornography or from Hollywood, none of which is a very accurate representation of what what an intimate life could look like um, from, from my point of view. So um, those are some of the things that I... I do with people. Um, last winter, I started working with a couple who were post prostate surgery. Uh, prostate cancer surgery, the guy, and um, this guy was very fortunate in that his wife was the the inspiration for them coming in, um, and they, uh, you know, very often, you know, w- when a couple gets to, uh, you know, into their 40s and 50s and beyond, the woman has somehow, you know, shut shut the sexuality out of their life and and the guy is up a creek without a paddle to find out if right. he has any virility left or, or whatever. And so this guy was very, very fortunate in that, um, you know, his wife was the inspiration for them to come in. And they did uh, 2 two ten hour series back to back and um and then the guy did one on his own and what i teach in that uh in that kind of scenario is for the woman to learn to be uh, uh to, for the couple really basically to learn to be one another's healers because it's my uh my belief that we are all healers we all have the capacity to heal ourselves and each other and that this is a natural capacity that that is best awakened within a relate you know within a an intimate relationship and the energy that we the energy that we give to one another or that we can potentially give to one another is so enormous and so powerful and most people have been missing it they're just totally missing it. They're missing that capacity that they have within themselves to heal themselves, and they're missing that capacity that they have within relationship to heal one another. So when, you know, bringing, um, you know, and then the feminine, the feminine in our culture has become very masculinized, and the feminine in her essence is healer she's healer radiator of light uh bringer of of inspiration to the relationship the family the community and the world when she's in her highest uh state of empowerment so when the woman you know kind of um clicks into this this capacity to move healing energy through her a whole new something awakens in her and um you know and then she can channel that energy into her partner and see him coming more to life and This is a very um it's a very beautiful thing to be in the presence of when that wakes up for a couple.
0: Yes, it, it, I think it really is, and, I, and I, again, I think you, you kind of bring up an interesting point because I, I think that much of, of, of what feminine energy is and the power of feminine energy in that sense is, is really largely misunderstood by a lot of people and, 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 and either looked upon as less than or more powerful than masculine energy. In that sense, um, I, I see this dance that goes on. In fact, I I notice it even when, like sometimes when I watch television, and it sounds like a weird analogy, but uh, seeing you know there's, there's shows when it's sort of like uh, these 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 uh, these sitcoms sometimes where the writing is sort of like the woman is smart and the man is an idiot. Or, or the opposite in the extreme reaction of, you know, women are obviously dumb and not powerful and men are smart. And I, I think that's very amusing when I watch it. And maybe it's my perceptions as a gay man in that sense, or we can probably look at that from multiple angles. But I just, I think that they're, they're two completely different equal powers in that sense that, that coexist rather nicely together in that sense. That's why I always say I think it's tougher in some ways in this society to be um, a female than it is necessarily to be male. And I don't say that to make women um, go, oh, he's a, can we like him. <laughs> yeah, I say it because I really think it's true, because I think that women often have more judgment about what they necessarily are and are supposed to be. You know, if a woman has children, then that's considered right by some people. But if a woman chooses not to have children, that's considered, well, what's the matter with her? that she does she not, does she not have that, that nurturing instinct in that sense as well. So I think, you know, or if a woman is successful, then, it, again, she's not applying her energy toward raising a family and children and things of that nature, and, and the opposite can also occur as well. Too. So I think it's a lot of contradictory and, and, and mixed messages about the um, the energy of, of how a person is supposed to be in that sense. And I, I definitely think that that even gets more mixed up when it comes to sexual energy I, I've had female friends That have husbands or boyfriends That have been hornier And wanted more sex than their mate
1: Well, can I, 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 I'd like to a, say something here When I yeah. think of masculine and feminine energy I'm not really speaking of The woman necessarily having the feminine energy And the man having the masculine energy right. We We all have both And both, sometimes right. you can see Uh, In a couple, the woman is sometimes carrying more of the masculine energy and the man is carrying more of the feminine energy. And, And to sort that out with a couple... Uh, and and then it, you know sometimes you get you know the two of them are having you know the, there's no feminine energy in the relationship or the right, you know right. and 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 so it really isn't a question of genitalia it's really right. a question of, of energy and the you know the 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 whole shift that we're in planetarily I think is is coming into more of a, 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 a appreciation of the feminine quality which is you know again is not really about about who has the vagina or the penis it's really uh the feminine has the capacity for expansion into the greater field of life she thinks non-linearly she's more into or the I, I don't want to say she but the feminine energy right. is more intuitive whereas the masculine energy is more linear uh, and and logical and the feminine energy can be more feeling and more uh, right. uh compassionate so it's it's a very but but you know the point that you bring up about cultural roles yes all of that is breaking down because we have such a blending now and and you know again people women are uh are, are are carrying more masculine energy men are men are having to learn to carry more feminine energy and uh, there's a a, a a teacher who does a lot of work with that named David Data, and he's got a number of really wonderful books out. One of them is The Way of the Superior Man, who, uh, in which he helps men really understand how to stand in their power and not be, um, uh, and and how to be with feminine energy in a way that's both empowering to the masculine and empowering to the feminine. So he's kind of a, a maverick on the on the leading edge of helping people sort out uh, dynamics of masculine and feminine energy.
0: De- definitely i mean i was i was watching a um i was watching a, a kind of a, a news thing the other day especially on the daily show and they were making fun of it in that sense in a different context about people up in arms because this mother let her 5-year-old son paint his toenails
1: <laughs>
0: and i see that as a representation in many ways of the very thing that you're talking about here in that sense, as, a, as, a, as an evolution in society, in that sense of not being so insanely ridiculous about attempting to assign gender roles to people in that sense. Because I know as an astrologer, I've, 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 I've done astrological counseling for, for couples, and I could tell you that I've run across many circumstances where the, the female had far more masculine planets in her chart, or signs, we'll say, than the male necessarily did. And that that's not uncommon. In fact, right. I, 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 that's my joke. I always say as a gay man when and on the times when I've been in a relationship and someone will say to me, "Well, which one of you is the man?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I always say you could say the exact same thing about that to a heterosexual couple yes, as really. well too. What are you out of your mind? Do you know what I mean? That's right. such a not. That's such a ridiculous cliche
1: at every right. level.
0: That you know, because I again I'm in complete agreement. I think. We are all blends of all these different qualities, yeah in for that sure. sense but i absolutely i think that again, depending on cultural and religious influences and various other things too, a lot of our natural way of being is really distorted mm-hmm. into a large amount of repression about what is very very natural to us um i mean i am a i am a i am I, you know again my sexuality is not something that i I, I debate very much. I, I believe in the Hockensy scale, anyway. Too that's a whole nother subject. But um, I happen to have a lot of masculinity in that sense. And if you look at my astrology chart and things of that nature, yeah, I am. I'm just there's a, there's a lot more aggressive energy connected with me in that sense. Again, it has nothing to do with my sexuality. It's just the wiring of how I am as a person in that sense. Although I absolutely like, I love the I love the feminine elements, um of myself. As well too, in that sense. I sometimes, I, something. Sometimes there's nothing more that I want to do than to feel for a while. Mm, yeah, You know what I mean? Great. Just to yeah. absolutely sit in that energy of feeling. Yeah. I mean, I joke. I'll say yeah. it's going to be a. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll watch a painful Lifetime movie <laughs> on Lifetime television or I'll, you know what I mean, or I'll, I'll just kind of meditate or pull back and retreat or, or listen to some Karen Carpenter or something that, that stirs my emotional body. In that uh-huh, sense. And yeah. it's tremendously powerful to me in that sense yeah. to let that. Because I think the feminine energy, of course, is, is really in many ways a large part of how we manifest, you know yeah in that sense yeah. the masculine yeah. takes care of the detail the feminine is what brings it to us and, and you know and, and takes us to that place to open right. up the door
1: yeah i I agree with that
0: so it's uh you <laughs> you're missing some of these comments in the chat room, oh really i'll I'll throw a couple at you because, so you, you know um uh the the uh Lori had had a few clarifications which she got in the chat room, and then Tura one. Uh, is commenting that he loves the Golden Girls. <laughs> so, the Golden Girls, uh, <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> have at it, right? Exactly. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, you know, a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of people do in, in that respect, and certainly even the characters on the, the show illustrated different dynamics of, of masculine and feminine energy. Yeah, Even yeah. though the cast was, you know what I mean, uh, the cast was, was female. So right. I, I think this is all certainly very very uh, you know fast fascinating energy and it's very interesting to hear uh you you doing this because i wonder there are pro- are there are there a lot of people doing this type of thing um or, or well a you lot uh, you to, know it's kind
1: of is kind of relative but um there there are quite a few i mean i go to a conference every year in Sedona and there're probably 150 people from around the country who gather every year uh at that conference maybe 200 i forget the exact numbers but um uh, but and there are many many more uh doing it but but not a lot you know i mean sexuality is is really coming out of the dark ages and um, you know Tantra is a very different conversation about sexuality. Tantra is really making sexuality sacred and what you know in the ancient Tantra they lived in a matriarchal culture which means that the energy of the masculine was devoted to blossoming the woman open because it was seen that when the woman was fully open she was the radiant or the inspiration of the relationship, the family, the community, and the world. So she brought peace and nurturing and, plen- you know, just just abundance to to the uh, to their society. And in order to do this, the men learned what would be called energy mastery. And energy mastery was was taught to these young men at 11, 12, 13 years old. And energy mastery is having complete control over your ejaculation. And in Tantra, it's understood that ejaculation and orgasm are not the same thing, that a man can experience full-body orgasms without ejaculating. And as a matter of fact, once he does start experiencing, experiencing full body orgasms like that. He doesn't want to ejaculate because he loses energy rather than gains energy. Right. And right. then if he you know, if he cultivates that as a practice throughout his life, then he can become a true lover to woman because he can be present with her and and really help her blossom open without being kind of concerned about about his orgasm or her orgasm, as a matter of fact, because orgasm doesn't become the primary goal. What becomes a more important goal is the union. And and you know I, I don't I don't mean to say that this is just for male and female. This is possible. You know, this I have no you know n- n- nothing saying that this can't be possible for uh, a homosexual couple as well as a heterosexual couple. Right,
0: right. Yeah, no, I I, I certainly don't read that.
1: Yeah, and it's it's being in the meditation of love and union and eroticism, uh eroticism maybe maybe the wrong word, but eros is more is actually more accurate and being in that vibration of of uh a high vibration of being connected with the creative energy of the universe. I mean, that's really like uh you know, that's just getting there, you know. And and it uh, you know, you can you can can sustain that high energy by not being so focused on the orgasm and really being more focused on the energy
0: right absolutely well you know my, I always say that uh maybe this is my own little distorted perception on that, but i like the i like the the foreplay of of relationship and and of sexual energy than i I necessarily um more than I actually like sex.
1: Well, I mean, in the tantric culture, the men would yes. have foreplay with the women for twenty four hours before right. they would ever penetrate them
0: right see oh, see that's awesome information because and, I, and I that that, must have, like, bleeds yeah,
1: and they would they would um they would be giving um giving honor to the profundity of penetration and union rather than you know what we have today, which is kind of a slam bam. Yeah, get it over with. Let's you know, get it on, get it off, kind of thing. Right,
0: right. Make it, make it quick and uh, I hate to say quick and painless. (laughs) (laughs) I I think for people that have some of that perception. Um, Okay, you know what? Believe it or not, we only have a few more minutes left. This is why my joke about how I say an hour will fly by in like ten seconds uh, in these shows. So I would like you just to give, 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 uh, spend about a minute or two. Um, kind of telling uh, our listeners how they can reach you, and uh, and uh, all that good stuff through email and web and all that that good stuff. So let me give you the sure score here. my
1: my website, which is a little primitive. I'm not I'm not much of a uh, a media person. I'm kind of flying under the radar for the time being. But my website is www.tantrichealingtouch.com, com, and I'll spell that for you. It's T A N T R I C. H E A L I N G T O U C H dot com. My email address is Javanna K at AOL dot com, and that's J I V, V as in Victor, A N A, and the letter K at AOL dot com. And let's see, that should do it. What else? And do you
0: have a do you have a a, a home office? Do you have a, a, a yeah? I work out of my
1: home. To? I'm I I am located in a condo complex called the Vintage, and it's at um, at the intersection of Shea and Hayden. So very major intersection, easy to find and
0: easy to get to.
1: Yeah, yeah, because
0: I I always you know one of the things that that that's kind of fun about this show is um and I'll you know sometimes I'll get. You know, the range of people that listen when we're live is, is always kind of up and down, but what I have found is um, I seem to have a huge following on archive.
2: Oh wow! Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the last interview show there were maybe about twenty, twenty-two people that had caught in and out live, and in in just a couple of weeks, there's there's already up to a hundred and forty people that have gone in the archive. Really? And listen to it, mm-hmm. and that's just through this site. Um, I don't th- these also get um, thrown over to iTunes. So people could podcast them as well too. So I was a little surprised by that. Some of the shows I've done have um, are up to five or six hundred listens from people. You could as well you too. can also
1: tweet about it, huh? And then get it connected with Twitter.
0: Yeah, I, ha- I am connected with Twitter, but like I kind of have a weird issue with Twitter because oh. I think I'm a long winded person. Anyone who's ever listened to me, including you now, knows that I am, <laughs> and I. Uh, Twitter is so restrictive to me that I have oh. to put things into like 14 words. It's very frustrating. and I'm not that familiar with it. I'm just saying. I mean, I, oh, I did really, a couple it's, of
1: it's, things I, with I Twitter. I kind of get and, it.
0: It does, it does teach you brevity, but it's uh-huh. really a pain in the ass that way to me because I, I, it's very hard for me to make a point that way. Um, anyway, so it does have its value, and I'm on every once in a while. I throw a, a comment or two onto Twitter so anyone can – can access that that through here, but if I just don't do it as often because again I feel like it's kind of limiting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, okay, so um, awesome show, uh, great information, uh, Giovanna. Um, See, I got your name right at the end.
1: You did perfect.
0: It just took me a while. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. I appreciate I you.
0: Uh, I appreciate your your insight, and I I certainly appreciate all the comments. There were quite a few in the chat room uh, from uh, for everybody there. I know uh, some of you guys are come kind of regular followers here, and I always appreciate that. I think that um, uh, we got to talk about some really good information today. Uh, you know, one of the things that that I really um, like to do with snake oil, in that sense, is I even a, even as a column writer as well as an interviewer, I really do want to bring a lot of things you know out of the proverbial closet. I think that we we need to talk about all kinds of different he, uh, healing. Formats and options that exist and 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 clearly um this is one of them, and i am a huge advocate for people healing their sexual energy and and getting in tune with an area of life that should be awesome
1: yes, yes, <laughs> it's a celebration
0: absolutely it should be awesome, and it should be fun i you know i i i i'm like i said i've got my own stuff I work through, but I enjoy sex, and I see nothing wrong with it. And um, I, I wish more people w- would really feel that way and understand the the value in in, in the energy of what it does because it isn't just sex; it, it's far deeper in in what it really is.
1: Yes, it's so connecting again, with eros, the eros of absolutely, absolutely existence. With, yeah.
0: So again, thank you for an awesome show. Thank you everybody for for checking in. We'll be here again next week, and you know, personal questions and things uh, next week and the week after. So. Hit me up again next time, guys, and if you're not already getting snake oil, email me and get on our mailing list. Cheers. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.